This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, here we go, Hour 3, on a great day for talk radio. As the man said, it's going to get bitterly cold overnight, and uh, so you want to be forewarned about that going into the weekend, but uh, all systems go. Interesting stories that have uh, come our way, and some are being updated, uh, you know, constantly here. That story out of Kingston, where there had been two people arrested over uh, an incident that was described as being terror-related. Now, we know that the 20-year-old, because uh, this was just stated Moments ago by Danny, as well as prior to the news, we were mentioning uh, the update within the last half hour. The 20-year-old has been released, no charges, but the uh, youth, who's not named, nor is a gender identified, uh, is being held on a variety of charges that have to do with, uh, well, wanting to plant a bomb, and uh, although no device was actually uh, planted, uh, there's still this charge, uh, two charges, I believe, outstanding. Now, (laughs) it's interesting because... uh, the RCMP had been using a plane to track uh, some kind of nefarious activity over Kingston, and people had reported this. I remember reading it uh, earlier in the week in the news that uh, they couldn't identify this plane. Nobody knew the heck what, and uh, no local authorities would fess up. It didn't show up on flight tracking websites like Flight Aware or Flight Radar 24. This is where the enthusiasts check out the planes and the serial numbers and all the rest of that. Uh, turns out it was operated by the Mounties, part of the police force's fleet of helicopters and fixed-wing aircraft used for all kinds of tasks, including surveillance, which is interesting because in the sweep of this story, uh, how the police sort of cohesively collude to, uh, because the FBI were also involved, as well as CSIS and the Mounties. We'll find out. uh, In moments, we'll be joined by David Perry. He's Global News Radio's crime and security analyst in how maybe an investigation of this magnitude plays out. But uh, this plane, it said, uh, had endless orbits over Kingston, often for hours at a time. Wow. Now, it's interesting because the whole story involves well, you can break it down by party affiliation. The PCs, uh, they're obviously concerned about a porous border and have expressed that much. The NDP have concerns over the backlash for the refugee community. And uh, the Greens, I think, are concerned about uh, the airplane's carbon footprint. So there you go. Uh, in a nutshell, that capsulizes everything that's going on in our nation's capital. However, when it comes to the burning of fossil fuels, it's gotten less expensive as, at the pumps, as I understand it, the peak price, and I've been checking this on a daily basis, it, you hovering around uh, 102 to 107 in that neighborhood, but now it's under a loony. Some places in Mississauga, I noticed, uh, my sister lives out there, Mavis and uh, Eglinton, it was like under a buck two weeks ago. So where it is now, it may be uh, hovering just over 90 cents. What that is all about, let's find out. Dan McTagg is with us on the line. Dan McTagg is a senior petroleum analyst with GasBuddy. Dan, how you doing? Welcome back to the Oakley Show. Good to be here, John. Thanks for having me. And uh, glad we're not talking about aviation fuel because the price for aviation fuel has actually gone up a little bit. Oh, it has. And uh, for what reason? I mean, as the refiners, you know, break it all down for various uh, uses, some go up, some go down. Why is gas at the pump, first of all, uh, gone down below a buck in Toronto? Uh, there's a glut of gasoline in the North American markets, John. Um, I've seen, uh, you know, gasoline, although should have followed the, the trek upwards that we saw oil take after uh, the beginning of the of this month. We saw oil emerge from $42 a barrel back up to 53 bucks a barrel today. We should have seen a corresponding 3 or $0.04 cent bump, but what we instead had was really the tale of two commodities, oil moving up, but gasoline not 
so much because uh, American refiners are uh, trying to get to the uh, more lucrative diesel um, uh, production. Now, American, you can't turn on a switch with a refinery and suddenly decide, hey, today I'm going to produce all of my uh, oil is going to turn into diesel. Uh, tomorrow will be gasoline. They still have to do it on a proportional basis, on a ratio basis. So, uh, American refineries have actually been uh, churning out a lot more gasoline. Demand is pretty good, uh, but here in Canada, certainly here in Ontario, uh, refineries have also really uh, calmed down. They've uh, they've dropped their uh, what I know is the spread between U.S. markets and Canadian markets. They've actually narrowed that from eight cents a liter down to about two two and a half. So that really means that uh, uh, while prices for oil have gone up, gasoline's dropped, and it's. Uh, Likely to stay in this, you know, we're going to get a one penny increase overnight to one zero zero point nine. But most gas stations, uh, as you noted, um, especially on the periphery of Toronto, will be shedding their ten cent retail margins. You're going to see a lot of them at between ninety and ninety two cents a liter. Wow, uh, happy days are here again, I guess, uh, and this for will now. lead for now, <laughs> right? Uh, so, how far do you foresee this uh, continuing? Two or three weeks. Okay. Maximum. Um, I think they'll liquidate the inventory. U.S. refineries are going to start to uh, start to look at uh, uh, you know summer blends. Certainly in the southern parts of the U.S., um, we're also likely to see uh, you know really the crunch for oil start to really bite. I mean, Canada has cut back 325,000 barrels a day uh, because of the disaster uh, as a result of pipeline restrictions. OPEC uh, also moving towards uh, eliminating 1.21 million barrels of production a day. Uh, the Venezuelan situation continues to deterior- deteriorate. So I don't think oil is going to, you know, it's going to stay below 55 bucks much longer, probably back up to 65. And gasoline, uh, likely by the third week of uh, February, will start to move up. Of course, April's the big, uh, the big month. Uh, that's not only when we shift back from more expensive to make uh, summer gasoline uh, from the current winter gasoline that adds five cents a liter. You also have the federal government reimposing a uh, carbon tax, cop and trade carbon tax. Uh, you know, uh, and that will of course uh, be timed almost uh, conveniently uh, when oil and gasoline take off with U.S. demand. We could be looking at about a twenty cent bump in the month of April alone. Whoa, quite a swing! It's funny you mentioned the carbon tax because uh, Doug Ford nixed cap and trade and said you know four point three cents would be cut off the liter at uh, at the pump. Does anybody notice that? I mean, uh, with all of these other market uh, forces coming into play, it's almost like that's gone unnoticed. Yeah, it, it, it has gone unnoticed, but it is a fact. And Ontario uh, used to have, the, you know, ranked among the higher provinces in terms of prices this time last year. Now it's below that. I mean, ranking it is very difficult to do because there are different factors, different taxes. But there's no doubt that right now there is a net savings of five cents a liter. The 4.3, by the way, is the cap and trade when it last traded in September. Uh, it's now about 4.45. So you'd be paying about 5.1, 5.2 cents a liter today with HST. And I, I really have to remind people when I do my calculations and predictions, uh, you know, a day or two out, I have to include the HST. So 4.3 is the net number, but the actual savings has to include as well the uh, the tax cascading effect of that 13% HST. The provincial tax on a liter of gas is what, 14 cents roughly? Uh, 14.7 on gasoline, 4.5 uh, federal on, uh, on, on, uh, on diesel, but 14.5 is the road tax. So the province picks up... Uh, yeah, net, uh, depending on the price, uh, but on a day like today, the province is picking up about 22 cents on the 38 cents uh, that you're paying. 
Again, with Dan McTagg, Senior Petroleum Analyst with Gas Buddy. So the question is, why is Mississauga in the uh, neighborhood I cited uh, going to be down to around 92 cents a liter, and it'll be about a buck? I mean, we're not, uh, yeah. you know, ragging on that, but uh, it's all a break. But there's that disparity uh, with only, you know, maybe 30-kilometer difference. Yeah, well, it has to do with the fact that every gas station is paying about 88 cents a liter to replace their gasoline. And then what they do with the rest of that, between 88 and uh, 99.9 today, uh, is what's known as the retail margin. And we often see gas stations beating themselves up. Uh, you know, there's no money in gasoline, so you use gasoline as a uh, lost liter. Get people into the store to buy beef jerky or, I don't know, uh, the latest uh, TV sets or windshield wipers or whatever the case may be, groceries. Uh, it's it's very much a, a plaything now for the big box stores who you know uh, are quite willing to shed and to get rid of any retail margin in order to get uh, people into their stores buying other products that actually do have uh, quite a bit of profit attached. And think here, of course, of a bottle of water. You can buy it. Uh, I don't know, Costco, uh, twenty buy a box twenty eight, um, you know, with twenty eight bottles in it for what a buck ninety nine. Uh, and yet you see them for a dollar nine or a dollar twenty nine at uh, at a convenience store. It's also why most gas stations have turned into convenience stores. Asso, the largest name in the country, sold all of its gas stations to uh, uh, to Couchard, which is of course running under the term the banner. Uh, Circle K. So they've become convenience stores, and that's where the money is, not in gasoline. Yeah, if that's the reason, though, how come the retail margins seem to operate in some kind of cohesive thing, like uh, everybody within a certain square kilometer uh, radius has the same price posted? Yeah, well, they'll they'll compete throughout the day, and the the tried and the true is that most communities. I'm I'm going to wrap them off quickly, but I mean, Mississauga, Oakville, Burlington, uh, you know, Pickering, Ajax, uh, out towards Whitby, Oshawa, you'll see that they start in the morning as they did today at 98, 99 cents a litre. By the afternoon, they're down to 93, 94, and by about 8 o'clock tonight, so another hour or so, they'll be down to 91, 92. Some will even be willing to throw away their entire retail margin because they made a little bit during the day and they sold a lot of beef jerky, Uh, so they're going to sell it for 88 cents a litre in some instances. Instances, you're going to see it around Toronto. Just look at the Gas Buddy website or download the app. It'll show you uh, in real time what those prices are at pretty much every gas station across the GTA. So we should enjoy it while the getting's good because it's going to switch in a big, big way come April. It's going to, uh, you know, our prediction at the beginning of the year was uh, 2019 would be the most expensive year at the pumps going back to 2014. It'll it'll out uh, out, uh, flank uh, 2018 simply because of government taxes right across the country. Let's hope that uh, those rebates are big because anybody using 60 or 70 liters a week is going to be paying a lot more uh, because of the carbon tax. Ouch. All right. Well, uh, as I say, enjoy while the getting is good. Uh, this weekend is going to be a, a good time to fill up. Dan, appreciate the insights as always. Thank you so All much right, for your time. Good. Stay warm Thanks, this weekend. John. Yep. Cheers. You too. And to you. Dan McTagg, Senior Petroleum Analyst with Gas Buddy. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.